0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode three of Reading with Eric with my very special guest. Say your name, please.
1: Venus, am I only guest?
0: (laughs) Special, only, you know, a little bit of both. Oh, okay. Um, Today's grim fairy tale is called the juniper tree. What do you think it's going to be about Venus?
1: Before I listen to it? What's a juniper tree?
0: Juniper tree is a tree that has juniper berries on it.
1: That didn't help. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, if you look up in Britannica.com, Britannica.com, um, it's, a, it's a breed of tree, scientific name Juniperus. Uh, the berries themselves were used in flavoring, uh, put in tonic, infusing alcohol. Um, they could also use the tree bark and the branches, leaves, in oils for perfume as well. Huh. So basically, it's just an old tree. It looks very much like a spruce tree, I would think.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, considering... I'm not
1: a p- plant person, so I have no idea. I just, like, I eat stuff, but I don't know. I you're not just, eating this. Well, oh, you can't eat them? Uh, it's,
0: it's bitter You're not eating it directly It's kind of stuff You gotta prepare You know That's what I would say But Apart from the You know The food additive option of this What do you think the story Is gonna be, going to be about
1: I don't know Something sickening Why Because it's The product creams. That's usually their story It's been like this for It's something Last one was nonsense Because mm-hmm. they don't Well Someone laughed Until the birds The bean was birds Before that was Technically, that was the she was verse. stuck in um abusive relationship and still going back, which just make no sense. So, I would assume something that crazy. All
0: right. Okay. <laughs> well, you're about to find out. All right. Let's get started. It is now long ago, quite 2,000 years, since there was a rich man who had a beautiful and pious wife. And they loved each other dearly. They had, however, no children, though they wished for them very much, and the woman prayed for them day and night, but still they had none. Now there was a courtyard in front of their house, in which was a juniper tree, and one day in winter the woman was standing beneath it, paring herself an apple, and while she was paring herself the apple, she cut her finger. And the blood fell on the snow. Ah, said the woman, and sighed right heavily, and looked at the blood before her, and was most unhappy. Ah, if I had but a child as red as blood and as white as snow. And while she thus spake, she became quite happy in her mind, and felt just as if that were going to happen. Then she went into the house, and a month went by and the snow was gone. And two months, and then everything was green. And three months, and then all the flowers came out of the earth. And four months, and then all the trees in the wood grew thicker. And the green branches were all closely entwined. And the birds sang until the wood resounded and the blossoms fell from the trees. Then the fifth month passed away, and she stood under the juniper tree, which smelt so sweetly that her heart leapt, and she fell on her knees and was beside herself with joy. And when the sixth month was over, the fruit was large and fine, and then she was quite still. And the seventh month, she snatched at the juniper berries and ate them greedily. Then she grew sick and sorrowful. Then the eighth month passed. She called her husband to her and wept and said, if I die, then bury me beneath the juniper tree. Then she was quite comforted and happy until the next month was over. And then she had a child as white as snow and as red as blood. And when she beheld it, she was so delightful. That she died then her husband buried her beneath the juniper tree and began to weep sore after some time he was more at ease and though he still wept he could bear it and after some time longer he took another wife by the second wife he had a daughter but the first wife's child was a little son and he was as red as blood and as white as snow when the woman looked at her daughter she loved her very much but then she looked at the little boy and it seemed to cut her to the heart for the thought came into her mind that he would always stand in her way and she was forever thinking how she could get all the fortune for her daughter and the evil one filled her mind with this till she was quite rough with the little boy and slapped him here and cuffed him there until the unhappy child was in a continual terror. And when he came home out of school, he had no peace in any place. One day, the woman had gone upstairs to her room, and her little daughter went up too and said, Mother, give me an apple. Yes, my child, said the woman, and gave her a fine apple out of the chest. But the chest had a great heavy lid. Of a great sharp iron lock, mother said to little daughter, "Is brother not to have one too?" This made the woman angry, but she said, "Yes, when he comes out of school. That's when." And when she saw from the window that he was coming, it was just as if the devil entered her, entered into her, and she snatched at the apple and took it away again from her daughter. "Thou shalt not have one before thy brother." And she threw the apple into the chest and shut it. Then the little boy came in at the door, and the devil made her say to him kindly, My son, wilt thou have an apple? And she looked wickedly at him. Mother, said the little boy, how dreadful you look. Yes, give me an apple. Then it seemed to her as if she were forced to say to him, Come with me. And she opened the lid of the chest and said, Take out an apple for thyself. And while the little boy was stooping inside, the devil prompted her and crash! She shut the lid down, and his head flew off and fell among the red apples. Then she was overwhelmed with terror and thought, if I could make them think that it was not done by me. So she went upstairs to her room, to her chest of drawers, and took a white handkerchief out of the top drawer and set the head on the neck again and folded the handkerchief so that nothing could be seen and she set him on a chair in front of the door and put the apple in his hand after this Marlinchen came into the kitchen to her mother who was standing by the fire with a pan of hot water before her which she was consistently stirring around mother said Marlishin. Brother is sitting at the door and he looks quite white and has an apple in his hand. I asked him to give me the apple, but he did not answer me and I was quite frightened. Go back to him, said her mother, and if he will not answer thee, give him a box on the ear. So Marlishan went to him and said, Brother, give me the apple. But he was silent and she gave him a box on the ear on which his head fell down. Marlinchin was terrified and began crying and screaming and ran to her mother and said, Alas, mother, I have knocked my brother's head off. And she wept and wept and could not be comforted. Marlinchin said the mother, What hast thou done? But be quiet and let no one know it. It cannot be helped now. We will make him into black puddings. Then the mother took the little boy, chopped him in pieces put him into the pan and made him into black puddings but marlingen stood by weeping and weeping and all her tears fell into the pan and there was no need of any salt then the father came home and sat down to dinner and said but where's my son and the mother served up a great dish of black puddings and Marlinchin wept and could not leave off. Then the father again said, But where is my son? Ah, said the mother, He has gone across the country to his mother's great uncle. He will stay there a while. And what is he going to do there? He did not even say goodbye to me. Oh, he wanted to go and ask me if he might stay six weeks. He is well taken care of there. Ah, said the man, I feel so unhappy, lest all should not be right. He ought to have said goodbye to me. With that, he began to eat and said, Marlinchin, why art thou crying? Thy brother will certainly come back. Then he said, Ah, wife, how delicious this food is you give me. Please give me some more. And the more he ate, the more he wanted to have. And said, give me some more. And you shall have none of it. It seems to me as if it were all mine. And he ate and ate, and threw all the bones under the table, until he had finished the whole. When so Marlinchen went away to her chest of drawers, and took her best silk handkerchief out of the bathroom drawer, and got all the bones from beneath the table, and tied them up in her silk handkerchief, and carried them outside the door, weeping tears of blood. Then the juniper tree began to stir itself, and the branches parted asunder and moved together again, just as if someone was rejoicing and clapping his hands. At the same time, a mist seemed to arise from the tree, and in the center of this mist it burned like a fire, and a beautiful bird flew out of the fire singing magnificently, and he flew high up in the air. And when he was gone, the juniper tree was just as it had been before. And the handkerchief with the bones was no longer there. Marlichin, however, was as gay and happy as if her brother were still alive. And she went merrily into the house and sat down to dinner and ate. But the bird flew away and lighted on a goldsmith's house and began to sing. My mother, she killed me. My father, he ate me. My sister, Marlin Chin, gathered together all my bones, tied them in a silk handkerchief, laid them beneath the juniper tree. Quick, quick, what a beautiful bird am I. The goldsmith was sitting in her workshop making a gold chain when he heard the bird singing on his roof, and very beautiful song it seemed to be to him. He stood up, but as he crossed, the threshold he lost one of his slippers but he went away right up the middle of the street with one shoe on and one sock and he had his apron on and in one hand he had a gold chain and in the other the pinchers and the Sun was shining brightly on the street then he went right on and stood still and said to the bird bird said he then how beautifully thou canst sing sing me that piece again no said the bird I'll not sing it twice for nothing give me the gold chain and then i will sing it again for thee there said the goldsmith there is the gold chain for thee now sing me that song again then the bird came and took the gold chain in his right claw and went and sat in front of the goldsmith and sang my mother she killed me my father he ate me my sister little mark lynchin Gather together all my bones, tied them in a silk handkerchief, lay them beneath the juniper tree. Quick, 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 quick! What a beautiful bird am I? Then the bird flew away to a shoemaker and lighted on his roof and sang, "My mother, she killed me. My father, he ate me. My sister, little Marlinchin." Gathered together all my bones, tied them in a silk handkerchief, lay them beneath the juniper tree. Quick, quick! What a beautiful bird am I? The shoemaker heard that and ran out of the doors in his shirt sleeves and looked up at his roof and forced to hold his hand before his eyes lest the sun should blind him. Bird said he, how beautiful thou canst sing. Then he called in at his door, wife, just come outside. There is a bird. Look at the bird. He can just sing so well. Then he called his daughter and children and apprentices, boys and girls, and they all came up the street. And looked at the bird and saw how beautiful he was and what a fine red and green feathers he had and how like real gold his neck was and how his eyes and his head shone like stars bird said the shoemaker now sing me that song again nay said the bird i do not sing twice for nothing thou must give me something wife said the man go to the garret upon the top shelf There stands a pair of red shoes. Bring them down. Then his wife went and brought the shoes. There, bird, said the man. Now sing me that piece again. Then the bird came, took the shoes in his left claw, and flew back on the roof and sang. My mother, she killed me. My father, he ate me. My sister, little Marlin Chin, gathered together all my bones, tied them in a silken handkerchief, laid them beneath the juniper tree, Quick, 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 quick! What a beautiful bird am I! And when he had sung the whole, he flew away. And in his right claw he had a chain, and the shoes in his left. And he flew far away to a mill. And the mill went, clip, clip, clap, clap, clip, clap. And in the mill sat twenty millers' men, whoing in stone, and cutting high hack hick-hack, hick-hack, and the mill went clip-clap, click clap click clap, clap and the bird went and sat on a lime tree, which stood in front of the mill and sang, <clears throat> my mother, she killed me, then one of them stopped working, my father, he ate me, but two more stopped working and listened to that, my sister, little Marlin Chin, then four more stopped, Gathered together all my bones, tied them in a little handkerchief, now eight only were hooing, laid them beneath, now only five, the juniper tree, and now only one. Quick, quit, what a beautiful bird am I. Then the last stopped also and heard the last words. Bird, said he, how beautifully thou sing. Let me too hear that. Sing that once more for me nay said the bird i will not sing twice for nothing give me the millstone and then i will sing it again yes said he if it belong to me only thou shalt have it yes said the others if he sings again he shall have it then a bird came down and the twenty millers all set to work with a beam and raised the stone up and the bird stuck his neck through the hole and put the stone on it as if it were a collar, and flew on to the tree again and sang. My mother, she killed me. My father, he ate me. My sister, little Marlin Chin, gathered together all my bones, tied them in a silken handkerchief, laid them beneath the juniper tree. Quick, 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 quick. What a beautiful bird am I. And when he had done singing, he, he spread his wings, and in his right claw, he had the chain, and in his left the shoes, and round his neck the millstone, and he flew far away to his father's house. In the room sat father, the mother, and Marlin Chin at dinner, and the father said, how light-hearted I feel, how happy I am, nay, said the mother, "I feel so uneasy, just as if a heavy storm were coming. Marlin Chin, however, sat weeping and weeping, and then came the bird flying, and as it seated itself on the roof the father said ah i feel so truly happy and the sun is shining so beautifully outside i feel just as if i were about to see some old friend again Nay, said the woman i feel so anxious my teeth chatter and i seem to have fire in my veins and she tore her stays open but Marlinchin st- sat in a corner crying and held her plate before her eyes and cried till it was quite wet then the bird sat on the juniper tree and sang. My mother, she killed me. Then the mother stopped her ears and shut her eyes and will not see or hear. But there was a roaming in her ears like the most violent storm and her eyes burnt and flashed like lightning. My father, he ate me. Ah, mother, says the man, this is a beautiful bird. He sings so splendidly and the sun shines so warm and there is a smell like cinnamon. My sister little marlin chin Then marlinchin laid her head on her knees and wept without ceasing But the man said I'm going out and I must see the bird quite close Oh don't go said the woman I feel as if the whole house were shaking and on fire And the man went out and looked at the bird gathered all my bones tied them in a silken handkerchief laid them beneath the juniper tree quick 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 What a beautiful bird am I. On this, the bird let the golden chain fall, and it fell exactly around the man's neck, and so exactly around it, it fitted beautifully. Then he went in and said, Just look, what a fine bird that is. What a handsome gold chain he gave me. And how pretty it is. But the woman was terrified. and fell down on the floor in the room, and her cap fell off her head. Then sang the bird once more, my mother, she killed me, would that I were a thousand feet beneath the earth, so as not to hear that. My father, he ate me, then the woman fell down again as if dead. My sister, little Marlinchin. ah, said Marlin Chin, I too will go and see if the bird will give me anything. And she went out, gathered together all my bones, tied them in a silk handkerchief. Then he threw down the shoes to her, laid them beneath the juniper tree. Quick, 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 quick. What a beautiful bird am I. And then she was light hearted and joyous, and she put on the new red shoes, and danced and leaped into the house. Ah, said she, I was so sad when I went out, and now I am so light hearted. This is a splendid bird. He gave me a pair of red shoes. Well, said the woman, and sprang out to her feet, and her hair stood up like flames of fire. I feel as if the world were coming to an end. I too will go out and see if my heart feels lighter. And as she went out that door, crash, the bird threw down the millstone on her head, and she was entirely crushed by it. The father and Marlin Chin heard what had happened and went out, and smoke, flames, and fire were rising from the place. When that was over, there stood the little brother, and he took his father Marlinchin by hand, and all three were right glad. And they went into the house to dinner, and ate. Okay, Venus. Looks like we hit the Q and A section of this episode. Now that you have heard the story of the juniper tree, what do you think? <laughs> This is a little, it's a little darker than last time. Little? A little it's a okay, little darker. Okay,
1: first of all, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. First of all, let me summarize this. Mm-hmm. A stepmother, which is a very typical. A stepmother always don't like the first child, the firstborn who's not their own child. Normal.
0: Yes. yes.
1: But it's to the point where to kill him and frame your daughter, that the daughter killed the boy,
0: <laughs>
1: then cooked the boy, feed it to your husband. Well, I guess and so far, do, do I get that right?
0: Well, I gotta say, she's a step up from the the stepmother in the 12 brothers because that woman just convinced her, nag her son until he, you know, put someone on the stake to kill them. This one will kill the kid and then make you think her own daughter killed him and then she say, oh, I'm helping daughter. you. I'm helping you. She we're going to have to feed him daughter. to his father. That's what we're going to do. She was helping her.
1: Oh my God! What well, is happening? What? Oh
0: and obviously, her daughter probably thinks she has superhuman strength or something to be able to knock out someone's head of one touch.
1: You know what kind of PTSD she's gonna have?
0: Well, she was crying the whole way through the whole the whole story. She was crying till the end. Yeah. Well, this stepmother don't give a crap. She wants the fortune. I can't even say she wants fortune for her daughter. They that's said what they it,
1: based on what you're reading. But I it's feel it's more
0: likely that she probably wants fortune for herself. They probably would choke her own daughter too. Yeah. Or just may say, "Hey, you want an apple from the box? Like, raise that thing first of
1: all i don't understand why you have to keep the apple in the tight ass box for killing fuck ki- come on man
0: we're killing it's a well also remember she was saying that like she's always she was smacking opening
1: that, that chest before too so that means she's been keeping stuff in there
0: well remember she pretty much every time a guy goes to work and a kid comes back from school she's torturing this kid she probably locks up the food too so you gotta think about like um stuff these days where kids like they go home they get abused they they lock the fridge or something so they can't get to the food I think it's a similar situation like that basically she's locking the food in this hard thing because he can't open it by himself right so he can't get the food
1: you know what just tell me what people are shit since the day of dawn until now there's no difference Mm -hmm.
0: stepmothers are shit people are shit stepmothers apparently are shit and the Grimm brothers probably had horrible stepmothers To terrorize them. To make them hate stepmother so much for most of their things. They're probably
1: the story. Wait, the Grimm's brother is like, what, 18th century?
0: Roughly, roughly.
1: So like 1700s. Imagine that. That's like 400 years ago at least. At the minimum. Hmm. And we still hear this kind of news.
0: What do you mean? Kids getting chopped up and fed to their fathers?
1: Something similar to that. The stepmother doing stupid shit. People framing other...
0: Framing the other kids. Comes off like a... I would say almost a soap opera, but I'd say more of like a horror movie, like The Conjuring or something like that.
1: Probably, yeah.
0: You know? And I, I still feel I'm looking at the end.
1: I can't get over her, hmm. the stepmother, frame her own daughter.
0: Well, her daughter is an idiot, right? You, you didn't check, say, oh, he looks really pale, as if he's dead, and he's not answering me. Maybe he's dead, Marlon Chin. Maybe he's dead. <laughs> That's why <laughs> he's not but answering you. He's white.
1: Yours. They say he's really white, he's white and, and red.
0: blood red. I, still, I don't
1: tra- understand how that works.
0: I think white as snow is that his skin is very white and his hair is. He's a, probably a ginger. He He's red as blood, know. but he's white as snow. That means mo- he's not like he can be red skinned or red eyes. That'd be I like have, demonic. I don't know. <laughs> he's most likely has really white skin and has red hair, like blood. So he's probably a ginger, which is like, you know, I guess like it goes in line with gingers, right? Can never die.
1: Oh you know yeah, that's, no, that's those true. Those. He came back later. Yeah.
0: Assuming he's back, I'm still not sure. He could either came back, or could have just been a ghost, and maybe he's eating the um father Marlinchin now. If we go by that's dark, true. if we go by happy endings, stepmom's dead, and you know he came back to life, which is it's just possible because Juden Petrie is magic. Cause remember, if you look at it, Juden Petrie is most likely his mother. Cause remember his mother Um, died, yeah, and then she was buried on the juniper tree. And then like pretty much when he died, once he was buried underneath the juniper tree too, it resurrected him, and turned him into a bird and allowed him to come back.
1: You know how sad that is, when the stepmother was technically cooked him. That's a sausage.
0: And feed him to his father. Yeah, I say like one thing you could have you could you could have just like you know cut him up, buried him somewhere else, but she had the urge to feed him to his father yeah. and he was delicious yeah so he and no like, one
1: else could eat it except him. for the
0: father yes he was freaking delicious apparently he loved his son so much he even tasted good in the end i don't get it and i gotta say this guy is pretty clueless though he's a, it's like i think this is a pattern too with some of these guys that seem really clueless to what other people are doing yeah i mean his blood putting putting blood putting his bones in it
1: it's not supposed, well, this day, the last time I ate blood Black pudding, pudding black nice. pudding. Uh, yeah. Black pudding
0: has bones in it. So it's, I have to look it up, the English dish. Black it pudding. It is.
1: The black pudding, they don't really have, like, well, this day, they took mm-hmm. it out. I don't know, back then, they probably stuffed everything in there.
0: But it's like congealed blood, no? It's black pudding. Blood,
1: it's blood, meat, it's like sausage, technically.
0: Like blood sausage? Yeah. Should it have bones in it? This Cuban day, bones. they don't.
1: He, say that's a thing, like it's not chicken bones. It's like oh, looks
0: vaguely human because he's obviously older than Marlon Chin. How small is Marlon Chin? Because he's older than her.
1: And there's His a femur, ba- and you know, yeah. A so skull. he say, Oh, like, what, what's
0: This is happening? delicious. Throwing the bones on the table, like huh? Human skull. Let me put it underneath the table. I wonder <laughs> like, why. You know,
1: like your arms, your leg those are femur. And like that's long. I'm like hmm.
0: But how you, you not noticing? You just putting these human bones underneath your table, like, oh, do you are they cannibals here? Where they normally eat people? Is it like, oh, he probably just killed the neighbor and then you know made blood pudding out of him, you know black pudding. That's why there's a skull in it. It's not my son. It's those vaguely shaped like my my son's head. <laughs> this can't be him, right? <laughs> like oh, but of course not. A mother wouldn't do that. She's a normal person exactly That's it's a,
1: just who framing own daughter you still still got a firm daughter you have something your mom I'm like what is they got mother issues
0: uh, they're like oh this is what they do they, they frame their um, biological daughters for I mean murder. seriously
1: you picked up the head set it up you have to drag oh.
0: the head now roll off on the up floor in wait
1: wait hold on hold on and then drag the body prop it up in the chair
0: mm-hmm.
1: for, you have to prop it up okay I mean put the head onto the neck wrap it up so it kind of stay and then you technically put it in a way that he could hold an apple
0: well it's positioning right yeah it's positioning it's not her first murder it's probably Apparently, a couple of husbands yeah. she went through and then the thing is like she's just pretending she just to lot,
1: cook like, oh shit she's waiting I killed somebody alright let me just prop them up and then just throw it off to my daughter it was like who did it I'm like, it was what? pretty
0: slick she, did, she kept the composure she just pretended to cook she had to wait for her daughter to she try evil. to get that apple Basically, they say, Oh, yeah, box him in the ear and get that apple. <laughs> just wait. Oh, they say, Yes. Should I just hear the screaming? <laughs> yeah, I got her. I got her. Now, oh, let me help you. We we're going to chop him up and feed him to his father. Oh, okay, Ma. <laughs> Marlin Chin. I mean, come on. It's bad enough she got that name. I didn't realize that was a name back then. Marlin Chin. I don't know. I don't know. I gotta feel like I need to ask people if I'm even saying it correctly. Marlin Chin. Marlin, Chin. Marlin Chin. V- sounds vaguely Asian when I start saying it. Weirdly. it I can think it was like someone whose first name, last name, first name Marlon, last name Chin. No. You know? no. Is it? Hold on. What do you do? Look up the, the phonetic spelling of it?
1: Yeah. Marlon oh, Chin, I don't think so. Huh. Do
0: you, know you see phonetic spelling for it? No. No, because yeah. the name is made up. It's oh. old school. They probably don't even really use it back right now, nowadays. Uh, probably. Yeah, I focus so much on the, on the name. Focus on the singing bird that talks to people and set up his revenge plan so well, he went to each spot. It's like, you know what? I'm going to get a gift for my father and my sister so it's just so I can convince my stepmother to put her head outside so I can smash her with a mason stone. You know, I want, like, that's one strong bird. How big is this bird? That's I carrying know. that stone around his neck, like oh, I'm gonna get this later. Yeah, how <laughs> big is
1: this bird? It's they pretty... carry a um, necklace and then oh. shoes.
0: The thing is, like, he said he's pretty spectacular bird. They didn't really describe the size, but think if he's already magic, About the size
1: of you, then
0: yeah, he had to be. But then he's magic, right? He could talk, so he might as well be able to lift a huge uh, mason stone over, you know, on his neck and then fly it around town and stuff. And it's very particular. You get oh, red shoes here gold necklace here like oh yeah everyone gets a gift Like, oh man you just walk outside This birds giving away gifts anybody's come outside it doesn't matter how stressed things the anxious you are because obviously she's feeling her doom coming to her her revenge the revenge is coming you know the revenge is coming like oh it's good it's coming for you but how are you gonna get her outside everyone gets a gift it's all free it's like free stuff I don't know how bad you're feeling free stuff you're coming outside you're gonna get that free stuff and boom, you're dead, and he's resurrected. I assume soul for a soul kind of situation, I think.
1: Possible, but if then, you don't get it. I, I don't understand her behavior.
0: But this is definitely like I think like when I went back to my first episode With Twelve Brothers, that was that was pretty much action movie. You know, that was nice movie quality. The second episode with the the an Object, that's like a cartoon, that's like a Pixar movie. This one, this is a horror movie. Yeah, it's is straight it, up horror movie. It's a, like one <laughs> of those
1: um, the American horror movie.
0: American horror story. Yeah, that. Yeah, it's a good fit. But then uh, there'll be a bunch of sex or something. It's just kind of like fuddled in somewhere. They're gonna find yeah, a way. They're gonna funnel in it, it 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 somewhere. It's that
1: sickening thing. That yeah, I'm like really, you do that?
0: You do that? Mm. It, it's pretty dark. But I guess my idea is like, what do you believe is the moral of this story? If there's a the
1: father, stupid.
0: Well, he's pretty cool, This I don't know the moral of, what moral is that. He's like, the email, coolest I was
1: like, He's delicious. <laughs> I was like, what?
0: Uh, I was
1: like, where is my son? He didn't want to say goodbye. All right, fine, whatever.
0: Six I'm weeks. Like, what was going to happen after those six weeks?
1: I Right? That's what I want to know, oh, too. he died
0: on the way. Uh-huh. My cannibal's uh, on that, the that's way. That's yeah, <laughs> It's okay. like, basically. But, but how do you know? Well, apparently he'll believe anything, right? He's an idiot. The dad. He, believe, he's, he goes to work all day, so I'm getting beat all the time when he comes home don't believe in them. Oh, I'm selling all these bruises and all the food's locked up in block boxes. I wonder why. Nah, I'm gonna go to work and be out all day doing, like, I don't know, drinking liquor and whatever they do back then. Wait, I don't even say what kind of job he has. I would think he's a blacksmith, but then you're still gonna come back. He can work in your, out of your house.
1: What's a marvelous story?
0: Ugh, this one's killing me. Moral: don't trust stepmothers because of the hiding apple inside a lockbox. If she's trying to give it to you... It, don't go for it so don't look the gift apple in the mouth no greed That's will a, kill you Greed will kill you well she was greedy right yeah she was greedy so in the end you green up green greed will kill you in the end greed will kill you in the end but i would say i think like karma for me i'm looking at it, i say karma is a real thing here basically like, well, it goes what goes around you, comes around how about what goes that? around comes around as in the bird going around town coming back with the millstone to crush you yeah because you thought he was dead but he came back from the tree and don't be greedy bitch oh. basically don't be greedy bitch and what goes around comes around through a singing bird <laughs> with a chain and some red shoes and this one kicking red shoes from Marlin chains like yeah makes up for for thinking she killed her brother she's rocking those she was all around town and this lady's crushed and they're just going what did they didn't even care that she got crushed right I don't think
1: so I think it's like yeah okay
0: Didn't even, like, I think he just married her to marry her. He's like, oh, I just needed it. I just needed something. (laughs) But, (laughs) I digress. Moral of the story is, greedy motherfuckers.
1: Don't be greedy, bitch.
0: Exactly. And what goes around comes around. You kill someone, they will come back for you. From the dead. every ass And switch out your soul for theirs. And then bring themselves back to life. As they will (laughs) do. But thank you for joining us today. Say goodbye, Venus. Bye. All right, bye everybody. See you next week.